So, tonight is the 25th of January, 2018, and the chapter in Joko's book that we're reading is entitled Chaos and Wonder. Um, So, in this chapter, Joko sets up, someone needs to stop, there's noise there. Okay. In this chapter, Joko makes a point that, uh, and, and I'll say it, I'll quote it on page 240 at the bottom of the last, at the top of the, at the start of the last paragraph. Practice isn't simply being integrated or being healthy or being a good person, though all these things are part of practice. In other words, they occur. Practice is about wonder, the wonder, not wondering, but the wonder or you could say the awe or the amazing moment of life. Um, And it's important to know that that's both objective and subjective. So that's in the subjective sense is where she continues to say that's what increases as we practice. It's not that it increases. There isn't more so-called wonder um, that, than because we practice. Though we might notice more, be more appreciative of the wonder of our life, the wonder of our being, the wonder of the universe, the wonder of everyone we encounter. See, we gain ability to see the wonder of life no matter what it is, and regardless of whether we like it or don't like it. So, And it's important to, to know that. So it's not that there's anything added anywhere, and not that there's ever anything lacking anywhere, except that we are blinded to it, or we blind ourselves to it, or we refuse to be the life of this moment. Then we get into all sorts of trouble. If, and it's not just a conceptual thing, it's in our whole being, in our whole functioning, in our whole reacting and relating. And it seems most natural to us to say, oh, when it's A, B, C, then it's okay. But anything else, that's just intolerable. Anything less, that's not the way it should be, the way I want it to be, the way it'll make me okay. So that's where, whether it's the little problems or the big reactions, the 
nagging, underlying unsatisfactoriness or the terrible suffering, all of those, if we hold on to them, if we are entangled in them, will mean that we don't experience this life or, saying it the other way, we don't experiencing, we aren't experiencing the wonder of life. So that's what Joko really wants to get at here. Now, chaos is often just a matter of our saying, it's not going the way I figured it out and the way I want it and the way I think it needs to be in order for, and then you fill in whatever in order for, you know, to make me happy, to make me satisfied, to take care of the universe in the way I planet, and after all, I know how the universe should go, at least this little universe, whichever we include, and so forth. So, that's the the fundamental point, and the question for us, if we use the word chaos that Joko uses, the question for us always is how to be the experiencing of this chaos, how to be intimate as this chaos, or as Joko say, how how says how to be peaceful and serene, if you use that kind of word, or joyous, if we use that other word, in the midst of this chaos. It doesn't mean don't act. It doesn't mean sit back and say, ah, any such stereotype things. No, do do wholeheartedly exactly what needs to be done as best you can. And yet, we are only hindered in doing that by believing our reactions and entangling in our reactions, by believing our judgments and likes and dislikes and all the rest and entangling in those. Because then, we really aren't willing to be the chaos. Okay, I'm going to stop here because I've already spoken for almost six minutes and that's too much at this point. So, let's see what you have to say about having read this or having reflected further on the joy that you shared last week with Joko, with everyone else. No takers? <laughs> I admit that when uh, uh, the, w- the word wonder came up, uh, the first thing I thought of uh, besides what was written down here, was the wonder of a person feels when they are awestruck or when they're dumbfounded or when they see something that their brain just can't comprehend, you know, something small, as it were, in the face of something large. What what do you mean by small in the face of something large? Can can you well, 
spell that out a little more? Because those are sort of stereotypes. So it, uh, let's see what you're talking about. Okay. Uh, I remember when I was going to Lincoln Christian College, there's a hill behind the college there that is just a hill. It's nothing. It's like what uh, uh, was piled up after somebody dug something up, but it, much of it was overgrown with weeds and, and grass and even a couple of trees. And uh, one night I went up there by myself and climbed to the top and looked out, and there was nothing to see much except the moon, which was in crescent, and the uh, planet Venus just below it. And I looked at it, and I looked at it, and for some reason, I was dumbfounded. Yes. I was uh, awestruck. It was, yes. it was. It left me feeling like I was small in this great big universe. Okay. So that's what I mean by wonder. Good. To, that was the first thing that popped into my head. Good. I, I want to mention, just so that we can hear it, because we often don't hear it, um, that a number of words that you added on, saying, I was small, nothing, uh, um, you know, it was just an ordinary hill, and other words like that. When we use words like that, there's nothing wrong with them, but if we believe them, then in a sense, we keep on reinforcing to ourselves that wonder or joy is something other than the present moment. It's only conditions that are special or magnificent. You know, if it's a hill that was, you know, um, large or unique or was a mound from uh, ancient peoples that I now discovered or anything else, as opposed to just this little rock here, this jumble of rocks that someone dug up and left, or these pieces of grass, or... So it's good to know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with those words, except to notice where we add on, almost automatically, because of the nature of our language and our way of functioning, values that we assign to things and dismiss things or um, put down things or put down ourselves, because that's what keeps us from appreciating the joy and wonder of the most ordinary crack in the sidewalk and the little insect that's crawling on my window, or, and you could add on all sorts of other or, or even hearing the beep beep from my timer, or, or whatever. See, if we are sensitive to the stream of judgments and reactions that occur like we are during sitting, if we're sensitive to that from time to time during the day, we need not be blinded by it or entangled by it. 
And therefore, the joy and wonder and chaos of the moment can appear and be the intimacy of our functioning at all sorts of times during the day. interesting on, on page uh, 240 also um, like the last paragraph there where she talks about practices and simply being integrated or being healthy or being a good person although all of these things are part of practice practices about the wonder if you want to check your own practice the next time something comes up in your life that you can't stand ask yourself where's the wonder here that's what practice that's what increases your practice we gain ability to see the wonder of life no matter what it is and regardless of whether we like it or don't like it. For example, when we approach a relationship in this way, we can say, I love you for what you are and I love you for what you are not. Instead of all finding, etc. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, I had that highlighted. I think that's very interesting. Um, I, I had um, an occasion recently, um, I'm part of a study at the university, uh, it's about health and wellness, but they have opportunities to take classes as part of this, and um, they have a gratitude. One of the classes you can choose is gratitude, uh, where people can kind of talk about things that they're grateful for and such. But uh, so I mean, and I think in a sense that there's something about that, like you know, gratitude or uh, wonder. Um, sorry about that. Um, but um, but I guess the, the, the place where I tend to notice getting a little stuck sometimes is when that becomes a concept, you know, that I think I should. And, and I kind of lose sight of the part where she talks about, um, that you pointed out earlier, where, you know, it's, it's not about not doing something. You might still have to take action. Um, yeah, I guess it's the next page, 242. It doesn't mean we don't take action. So it's it's not like being just a doormat. But on the other hand, you know what I mean? That's the kind of thing where it's like um, there, there's there's still something there where uh, it it has to go beyond being a thought about I I, I should you know, should be looking at this. Sorry, there's some feedback um, here, but but rather that it's more the genuine, you know. Yes. Yes, and and in a way that's a good point. That I mean, you use the word gratitude as the title. You could use the word gratitude. That's fine. And gratitude for what we want and gratitude for what we don't want and gratitude for what we like and gratitude for what we don't like. Um, so, not always so easy if you plan to go out on a picnic or for a walk and all of a sudden as you get ready, the rain starts coming. And the wind. Can you be grateful for that? Can you even listen to that rain and hear the sound of the rain? 
Or do all you hear is, oh, I can't go. Oh, I had this planned. Oh, why now? It's been sunny all day. Why couldn't it rain earlier and be done? Or whatever. Yes. In a way, you could say the universe is always chaotic. Or at least it's chaotic from our point of view. Because despite our plans and figuring out how it's supposed to be, either in short terms like in the next five minutes, the next five days, the next five weeks, the next five years, whether about us or about our immediate relations or about the bigger state, nation, world, it doesn't, it doesn't go that way. That's the chaotic part. It's ongoing, changing, and, and, how can we embrace that so that, as Joko said, it brings us a deep kind of peace? But it's not what we usually picture to ourselves. opposite uh, experience a couple of times today uh, because I think when I'm uh, sitting I won't use the word well but you know appropriately or somehow something clicks into place that I'm able to be more appreciative of things that are already there that uh-huh. are positive that I don't always see for the negative things that are kind of that I let get in front of it. I guess. Yes. I mean, I I get to uh, like I woke up that way, so I must I must have, um, I I sort of do remember that I kind of uh, went you know deeply into some sitting like the night before, right before I went to sleep, and. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if it's cause effect or not. That, that's kind of irrelevant. But, but so I noticed I woke up that way, even though there was something negative I was looking at. And then today I noticed something that happens like regularly, which is that on the way from one place where I work to another place where I have to do some things that, that are related to the job that I have, um, I what what's what's right in between. One place and the other is an art museum that I can cut through to get, you know, to the other place. Right. And like today, I was just like, wow, <laughs> I get to walk through an art museum on the way from, you know, like literally within the, the two blocks that I have to work from one, you know, to to get from one place where I'm starting to the other place where I end is. You know, this art museum is like right in the middle of it, and I get to walk through it on my way to there, and it's like, like how great is that? So I just, you know, I mean, but that's always the way it is. Yes. So I was, you know, just able to appreciate it more today, even though, I mean, there's some things going on that are, you know, kind of troubling me and whatnot. Uh, but, you know, for some reason, that was um, able to be there. Yes. And 
maybe that could also assist you to be with what's troubling you as well as the wonder. Even though it's also troubling you, it's not to cover over the so-called troubling you, and yet to also be embracing the troubling, whatever the troubling is. Um, because that's the other side that chokos. Because it's in embracing the troubling that you get to also appreciate the, as you put it, the art museum or the garden, or actually you don't have gardens there right now unless they're indoors, so it's the snow and the whatever else is out there in the cold um, branches without leaves and so forth. Um, So, good. Her example, though, of not liking to clean under the kitchen sink, Uh It's so true. My kitchen, under my kitchen sink, it seems to be um, a place of, of, you know, chaos. Chaos, and it's something I never, oh, and the worst place is here under, at the church, because there's mice sometimes, and sometimes in our cleaning, I've taken on that job, and I'm thinking, I approach that job like, how soon can I get to this job? And I don't think, I mean, I mean, I know it's not like some major emotional disaster, but it's an example of the way I would approach that was not wonder. I mean, I'll have to think about it. But it would be how soon can I get through this? And she's, she's talking about this. I mean, that's, and you carry that over to other things or people uh-huh. that you don't um, care to experience for very long. Yes. I, if I, I wonder if I could just let it go and just experience it for whatever chaos, whatever it is, whatever, like she says. And it, I think it does bring a deep peace if you... Um, can do that. I'm I'm like a, a warrior person and a, all of that kind of thing. So if I could just practice and realize the wonder and things that I can't control and that upset me and it well, can, can peaceful. We, that's right. <laughs> can, can we can we see the wonder in our attachments? And our, can we see the wonder in our habitual reactions? that's experience too so it's not so much that you need to see the wonder don't don't go looking for that simply being willing to be the worrying as you use that word without engaging and following and entangling in it so that itself allows the wonder of worrying to be included so to speak um, so if if worrying is a habit of yours great then how to be just like in sitting how to be present as the worrying occur, arises and passes as the cars on the road of worry show up and pass along and show up and pass along and I thought I was done with them, but then there's more of them, and well, it must be a parade of worrying thoughts today. Okay. 
<laughs> worrying feelings, worrying <laughs> fears. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, we've talked about this before. The, the thoughts that come up are all part of the experience of, of the experience of whatever's going on, including all the thoughts and emotions. But um, some, sometimes I find that when she talks about deep peace, I'm starting to grasp after deep peace <laughs> as something to attain because that's so attractive. Uh, so I have to kind of watch myself when I read that she says that. But um, do you think that's true of you? Well, it's certainly true that if you think it's somewhere else and you've got to get there, then you're going to be running after it for a long time because you keep looking elsewhere for it. <laughs> so it's a matter, in a way, of how can I be where I am so that I can taste and appreciate how it is in what I'm doing or where I am, if we use that kind of word. Um, in summarize the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yes there's no place like home <laughs> and we're always at home <laughs> however we need to be with I'm missing this I need a heart I need a head I need a courage Whatever we believe, to, to follow along with the Wizard of Oz, we don't have to say, oh, there's something wrong with that, but we do need to see every time we get entangled in that in the midst of what we're doing. Every time that hinders us from being where we are or responding to the circumstance. But then, and then they all realize that they've had it all along. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Well, you know, my, my, and we've talked about this before, my, my thoughts say, this is just how humans are. They're going to worry. They're, there's going to be chaos, and we're never really going to be able to be with it because we're, it's the, it's human nature that's, that's, you know, I, I can I can say be with it um, as, as it is, but but sometimes I mean it it doesn't seem like my reality is any different. Um, you know, by by intellectually telling myself, okay. Just be with what it is. Let these judgments and all that go. But it's... You don't have to intellectually tell yourself anything. All you have to do is, whether when you're sitting or when you're in your life, do the practice to the extent that you can when you remember. So when you're sitting, it's easy because... You're focused on making the practice effort of noticing and experiencing or experiencing and noticing when you're caught up. 
and doing what's called for, and using the circumstances of your life as a support, whether it's in terms of the everyday functioning, giving you little moments, taking moments, minutes of being present, or using signals such as when I'm upset, when I'm worried, when I'm fearful. And when you notice that, that's a moment of, okay, what's the practice right now here? What do I need to do? And then just do it as best you can. You don't have to go looking for anything else, because everything else is right here, except that we refuse to experience it, see it, because, as you say, there's this human tendency, which we we don't have to worry about where it comes from. We don't have to worry about what's the cause. All we have to do is take care of it when it appears. It'll appear or not appear according to circumstances that are, to a great extent, out of our control. There's a little bit that's in our control. We do know that if we yell and scream, we're going to feel like yelling and screaming more most much of the time, and we'll become angrier. But other than those smaller circumstances, there's lots of times when we will feel like yelling and screaming, despite the fact that nothing was happening until who knows what. You know, someone said something, someone did something, something broke, something collapsed. We opened the the drawer and there were mice eating up our favorite food, etc. Or we turned a handle to the faucet and it just came off and then the faucet was just running. Or I just picked those because you mentioned the the kitchen sink and cleaning under it. (laughs) So. I uh, just wanted to add that I notice how much I have to keep coming back and coming back and coming back and coming back and over and over and over again. I I mean I just really am very resistant. Yeah. It's okay. That's just habits. Resistance is ha- habitual entanglement and self-centeredness and it's important to know we're always we're coming back to where we always are so we can't be anywhere else except that we convince ourselves believe and act as if we're elsewhere so we are elsewhere so it's if we really trust or sense that it's always being where we are, then we know wherever we are is the opportunity to be where we are and to do what supports us to be where we are, to be as we are, which means we don't have to become someone else. We don't even have to get rid of thought habits or or whatever you worrying habits It's just a matter of seeing them and being able to let them come and go when they come and go. That's what enables us to sense, if I use the the terms that Joko's talking about, the 
wonder and the peace in the midst of the worrying, chaotic thought, emotion, jumbles and reactions. Hi, this is Cindy. Yes. And um, I, uh, I guess I liked it on page 240 where she talks about we may suppose that wonder is found only in certain special activities. Uh-huh. Maybe artists and musicians find it easy to see the wonder, but I'm an accountant. Where's the wonder <laughs> in that? And I'm an accountant. And... Today, um, when I was teaching class this morning, it was one of those times that um, some things had not gone the way I had uh, planned, um, uh, just in terms of some administrative things of the course. I had a um, seating chart that I had made up so that students could sign in and I didn't count the number of rows correctly and um, and it you know it wasn't going as I planned and at the same time it was one of those times when um, I just <laughs> opened it up for people to start asking some questions because they were having a quiz later um, that day and People just started asking these questions, and it was it was just so much fun. It was just really, really fun. Um, and um, I I sometimes would have not been able to notice that because I would have been uh, caught up in you know thoughts about well, how could you have not counted the res ride and. You know, how does that make you look if you're an accountant and you can't count the res right? I mean, that's not very good credentials for a accounting teacher. But, but I don't know. Somehow I was like, oh, well, you know, just write your name on the side. I mean, it was really okay. Um, but, I mean, sometimes you just can't, you just can't, well, I, I'll say I, I just can't see it because I'm just usually clinging to some idea about what was really supposed to happen. Mm. Um, so, um, it, uh, it's, um, it's, it's true probably about all different, um, kinds of work that there's unpredictability and chaos. And it's definitely true in, uh, working with college students that there's just been so many things that have happened just in the first couple of weeks of school that were not what I thought was going to happen and um, and um, you know when I when I hang on to well that's not what that student said they were going to do then you know it just you're, you're locked in um, so um, I appreciated appreciated reading this and appreciate uh, getting to be here and listening to all of you guys tonight too. So thank you. 
You're welcome. You used a very good word. You used, that's not supposed to happen. So when, for you, that's a word you might notice when that word comes up. There might be other, we each have our own words, our own versions of that. But for instance, when the word, feeling, emotion, supposed to or not supposed to comes up, that's a good reminder. That's like a bell in the zendo. To, to practice, to be present. Um, as I said, each of us have our own sets of words that, that we habitually would use, but, you know, not supposed to happen. All sorts of things are not supposed to, whether inside or outside, with ourselves or with others. Um, that's a great word. Um, of course, who do we suppose supposed? So... <laughs> So, good. Thank you. You're welcome. It's just, you know, I, I, there's a situation with a student last week where the student was supposed to come in and take this final exam from last semester that they weren't able to take because of some uh, health-related issues. And, you know, they were supposed to come in. They were going to take the test. I had it prepared. They came in. They were not, they were not going to take the test. They had a different idea to just take the class over again. And I I was aware as I was sitting in my office talking to them that I could barely hear what they were saying because all I could hear was, but you're supposed to take the test. My my mind was saying, but she's supposed to take the test. This is what's supposed to happen. And it was really hard to just come back to Okay, this person's not taking a test. Now, what's the next thing to do here? So, yes, thank you. Good. Thank you. So, I want to remind us that we do have a class next week. And then after that, for two weeks, there won't be a class. I don't remember the dates. uh, Something like the 7th or the 8th. And then the 16th, we won't have a class those days. Of February, um, it's probably not the seventh. It's probably not the eighth. It's don't see the fifth. Yeah, it's well, maybe it is the eighth. Anyway, but we will have a class next week, which I think is February first. Um, so, and for that class, we'll go from drama to no drama which is on page 249. And you'll notice we're coming towards the end of the book. So I'm thinking about what we to do next, and you all can think about what to do next. And um, if you have thoughts, you can send them to me or bring them up at some point and it doesn't mean we'll do it, but it, it, it will just, I will and we will just explore and then come together with something. Probably whatever we'll do won't begin to lift um, the May, the March session. So, okay. Good night. Good night. Thank you all. Good night. Thank you.